0: Hi,
1: I'm Lisa Davis, my awesome co-host. Andrea is away today. A couple of months ago, I had on a fantastic woman. Her name is Bonnie McDaniel. She wrote the wonderful book, Farm Girl in the City of Food and Love. And with it being summer, or just about summer, I thought, (laughs) I want to have Bonnie back because she's going to help us feed ourselves and our kids better, growing our own vegetables, going to farmers markets, doing what it takes to get our kids to eat yummy, healthy food. Bonnie,
0: welcome back. Thank you. It's so good to be back. I uh, had such a good time the last time. So I was tickled when you reached out to me and even more tickled that I had the time to do it today. So.
1: Oh, definitely. All right. So Bonnie, number one, I just want to tell people about your book, Farm Girl in the City of Food and Love. This is an absolute Beautiful book with wonderful recipes. So I highly encourage people to check it out. And I want to talk a little bit about our kids and what they're eating. And I do find in the summer, it is easier with all of the amazing summer fruits. I mean, I I live for the summer when I was pregnant with my daughter. Now she's going to be 15 this summer, which is blowing my mind. I pretty much lived on watermelon and cherries. So maybe she has a taste Mm -hmm. for it, but it it is easier, (laughs) but not all of our kids enjoy fruit. So. so what do you recommend and what are great ways to get them involved too
0: well one of the things too is that with it being summer our attitudes are usually a little bit more relaxed and we're going for all the fun stuff i know in the summertime as healthy as i try to eat ice cream is like a demon for me (sighs) Um, i can eat ice cream every day which is not a good idea however however uh there are things that you can do to Get rid of all of those cravings. So one of the things I encourage parents to do because with it being so relaxed, we typically will go, you know, we can go to the fast food places because it's quick, it's easy, it's hot. You don't want to get in the kitchen to cook anyway. So it's an, it seems like a natural choice, but um, a couple of ideas as far as how can you get your kids to want to eat um, healthier foods in the summer? I mean, you have all kinds of wonderful fruit uh, that's in season right now. So one of the really the coolest things you can do is to maybe uh, set up a calendar. Every week, normally in in regions around the country, they have farmer's markets that either come on Saturday, Sunday, or some of them at midweek. And set up a calendar with an outing. And I know a lot of moms are working moms and you can't do it during the week. However, on Saturday morning, uh, make it an outing, get up, go to the farmer's market and maybe even go have pancakes or something with the kids at a restaurant that maybe has a farm to table menu because you're carrying that idea with you. I know that silver diner is one and I know I don't get anything from them, but they are one that comes top of mind uh, that does have a farm to table menu and they have whole grain and some even gluten free choices for kids and for mom and dad. Um, if you want to, oh, that's, you know, nice. that's something you need to be concerned with. So I would recommend um, number one, uh, putting together a schedule where every week this becomes a family outing. And normally at farmer's markets, they have all kinds of things, not, not just to buy vegetables but they have. A lot of times some of the local um, uh, gardening uh, concerns, they will have programs where maybe kids can come and learn about growing plants. Um, and there are a lot of other things that are there other than just fresh vegetables that, you know, kids can learn and have fun at the same time. Um, and the second thing I would recommend is prior to or maybe after your first visit to your local farmer's market, you kind of get an idea of what's in season and what's going to be, you know, available. Have your kids, they're on, on their smartphones anyway. Uh, have them right. go and search on the internet for recipes of healthy things to make with the things that you're going to get from the market. And then if they're old enough, hand it over to them. Let them make dinner. Let them make salad. Let them make, you know, um, a fruit crisp if, if, if they have an inkling for sweets. And fruit crisps can be can be made with the fresh fruit and, you know, things like oatmeal, healthy things. And you can even put um, things like almonds in that fruit crisp. And it's real quick and it's real easy. And it's a nice treat for the children. That is, those
1: are such great ideas, Bonnie. I love that idea of, you know, use your phone, like here's some, you know, snap peas, sugar snap peas. What can we make with that? Or yeah, I love the idea of the crisp and, you know, get them to get involved because that makes a difference as well. My grandfather used to grow carrots um, with my daughter and, or my grandfather, her grandfather, <laughs> my father-in-law. And when she was little, we need to get back to that. And and I also think mm-hmm. if you can have a garden, What a great thing as Mm -hmm. well, because I know you're being into gardening. So talk about that and talk about how are your how your kids get involved with that and what you recommend for people who do have gardens.
0: I am. I am. And right now is a good time with kids just getting out of school. There are a lot of uh, local garden centers that are offering um, vegetables. And, and, and you can do them in pots that we don't have to worry about digging up the earth, uh, if, if you don't have that kind of time. But you can get them like 50% off. I know this weekend I was, I posted on social media that with all the work I have to do and all the flowers I have in my yard, my husband, he likes to go and, Buy flowers right before 4th of July because they're practically giving them away. Um, but we went and bought perennials that I can fill in my garden like I need Ooh. more flowers. Um, and we right. also bought some vegetable plants uh, to put in those little spots where the, um, the spinach right now is, is dormant because it's so hot outside. But, um, you can go and, you know, put them in containers. Uh, things like tomatoes. You can get beautiful tomato plants. You can get pepper. Um, the, the, the green stuff like the salads and what, and what not, they, those aren't so prevalent right now because it's too hot. But there are a lot of different vegetables that you can get in herbs and things like that. That again, if you don't want to really get out in the, in the yard and, and dig out a garden, or if you don't have the space, you can get them in containers and let the kids tend them. You learn a lot when you're working with plants. Um, things that will help them when they go back to school, you know, for their science classes or what have you. Um, but it's a great opportunity to get them into gardening. And then perhaps next year, if you do have the space, it might, you know, it might spawn something in them where next year they might decide they want to do a little garden plot and, and, and you guys can start to have your own garden at home. But it's a, it's a great opportunity, um, to get that done right now.
1: I think Andrea, my co-host, I think she has a tower garden. Is that something you're familiar with as well? Because that seems like a nice way if you don't have a lot of space or if it's just... Talk to us about those.
0: Uh, vertical gardens are great if you don't have space. And, and the other benefit, too, is that you don't have to worry about a lot of the fungus that typically happens when things grow on the ground. Because um, it, it, one of the, the negative things that happen when you, happens when you're gardening sometimes, like with um, uh, with Squash or cucumbers, things that vine, and they are lying on the ground. And you get really, really hot weather, and you get um, the rain. Uh, sometimes they will sit in, you know, sit in that, and then they develop mold or a fungus. Um, and what I normally do, I have a kind of my own version of a, of a vertical garden. Is I put stakes up and mm. I, I run twine, very much like what they do with grapes with grapevines. I do that in my garden. Um, As a matter of fact, my my squash and my cucumbers right now are ready to do that. And you can do basically the same thing. And and that's a real big advantage. And you also uh, don't need as much space when you're growing that way. You can plant them very close together. And then if you're baking them, you can take the vines and take them upwards, as opposed to having them take up earth, you know, on the ground. I know some people also do vertical gardens uh, on their patios. It's a really, really cool way um, to grow vegetables, to grow almost anything. Um, you know, again, if it's if it's a concern you have with, with uh, space or, uh, again, the benefit is that you don't have to deal with a lot of the other things that happen when things are typically growing on the ground.
1: Yeah. And some of those things that are happen, uh, or that can happen is, for example, a woodchuck. So my, my grandpa, mm-hmm. my, I keep calling him my grandfather, my father-in-law, my daughter's grandfather, oh, my God. uh, I call him Grampy because I've, you know, he comes, come over every day or she, he has seen my daughter, his granddaughter, like every day of her life. And so she calls him Grampy. I've just gotten used to calling him Grampy as well. At any rate, he had a garden and he had a woodchuck and holy cow,
0: that woodchuck right. went to
1: town on his garden. So what are some recommendations for nice ways to get rid of, uh, animals like that?
0: Oh gosh. Um you know what? I have chipmunks galore and they love <laughs> vegetables. And it's yep. kind of it's one of those things where you just it is what it is. Um and for me, I don't like to kill stuff. So I just kind of I live with the idea that they're going to be there, but you can do things like if they're larger animals, you can put up like a double chicken wire and it will keep them out. Now, if they're diggers, they're going to mm-hmm. go underneath that wire. Um, right. but it, you know, you can use chicken wire. And what you do is when you put it up, stake and put the chicken wire around the, around the garden. And then you do a double, you know, rather than laying it r- one right on top of the other, kind of stagger it a little bit. And it's very difficult for anything to get through that. So that's one idea just to, you know, use fencing, uh, for it. Um, um, one of the things that uh, another thing that I like about containers is that they typically won't go in there as much, but they they kind of stay on the ground. But um, it, it, it's a situation where we kind of have to learn to live with <laughs> with right. what's out there. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. You know, we don't get to. Well, some people do. They try to kill everything and to make everything perfect. And that's not the way it's supposed to be. Uh, but, you know, people do what they you know, whatever their belief system is, they kind of go with it. But I I try to live in harmony with all of the, I have birds that love to peck my peaches. My peaches are just starting right now. Uh, They love the grapes. The tomatoes, when they, if I leave them on the vine too long, they'll come and get those. And sometimes mice, will go in the garden. They love pumpkins. <laughs> so it's like, it's kind of, you just, you just kind of live with it and know that, okay, I'm going to lose a certain portion of this because the animals are going to come and eat. And that's what they do. Yeah. I
1: like that idea. My daughter's obsessed with rodents. So I was just picturing a cute little mouse eating a pumpkin. I'm going to tell her about that. She's, she's going to get a, a big kick out of that. She's like, why don't people like rodents? They're so cute.
0: <laughs> What's a yeah, big pumpkin? Yeah. That's so funny. And, And, and you know what, and they really, I'm out in the garden all, every day and you, you will see them, you'll hear them sometimes scurrying around because every, you know, the, everything is so, so lush right now. And you know, it's a mouse or, you know, it's, um, uh, 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 not a woodchuck, a, uh, chipmunk. And I have tons of chipmunks and they just, they run all over the place. And, um, and my rabbits, I think, a family must have moved in because I see all these babies hopping now and I'm not too happy with them right now. And I'm, I told my husband, oh. <laughs> I think I'm going to have to go ahead and put fencing up because they have been eating my, my okra. They like the tender leaves on the Ooh, okra I plants. Okra. I didn't realize that before. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a battle, but you kind of just, you know, you deal with it. Well, it sounds like you grow a lot of different
1: things. Tell us all the things you're growing right now.
0: Oh gosh, I have, well, my, um, my salad greens are on their last legs because it's hot. And if you imagine what happens with the sun, it burns our skin. Salad greens are very, the leaves are very tender, so they are starting to go dormant. Um, mm-hmm. I have all kinds of heirloom tomatoes. I have the purple, the black, they call them black, mm-hmm. but they're just like a real, real, real deep purple. Um, I have the pink and the green. They're green, but they're actually, when they get big, they're ripe, but they're green. So I have all kinds of heirloom tomatoes. Um, I have peppers, squash, including the yellow and the zucchini. I have, um, carrots, fennel, uh, Swiss chard, uh, turnips, all kinds of herbs. Um, trying to visually go through my garden. Uh, Did you name the peaches? I have peach trees. Yeah, those aren't in the center ground. They're actually in, yeah, they're kind of like part of the the other landscape. I have peach trees. Um, We have walnuts. Do we have walnuts? The black walnuts. Oh, wow. uh, Yeah, they're a mess. I don't ever harvest them. There's somebody from the western part of the state that comes by and they take them. Because the the shells are so hard, they're they're not worth the work. I go and buy black walnuts. But I do have uh one, two, three, four chestnut trees. So they're starting to, right now, uh, they get these little squiggly things that are almost, I guess they're equivalent to blossoms and they're falling right now. So I'll have to clean that up. And then after that, the chestnuts will fall. So I take that and, because uh, I know you were very, um obviously very health conscious, but there are a lot of people who can't uh do flower. And I actually make a chestnut flower and they make a wonderful, I use them to make, um, my, my, uh, my tea cookies. It's the same recipe in my cookbook that mm. I use the lavender cookies, but right. the, the lemon lavender cookies, but I use, uh, a chestnut flour and I just take that and put it, you know, roast the chestnuts, put them in the Vitamix and create a flour. And you have to keep them, keep it in the freezer though, because it breaks down very quickly. You keep it in the freezer, but you can make wonderful, wonderful, um, uh, tea cookies out of it. And the trick to the tea cookies, and I'll tell you while I'm on, is that you, t- you okay. bake them twice. You bake them one time, let them cool, and then you put them in and bake them again. And the flour, it has the same effect that uh, a regular flour would have in that it, it binds very nicely.
1: Oh, that is so good to know. Would you say the chestnut flour is similar to almond flour? Because I love making things with almond flour.
0: It is, um, it's not as fatty. Which is mm-hmm. why the twice bake has to happen. Uh, um, the flavor I find is richer. Chestnut mm. flour is just—it has like two or three notes. I think above an almond flour, it's good, but it's—it's oh. it's, the notes are much more intense, and so you just feel like you're eating something very decadent. <laughs> Ooh, I'm but definitely gonna try that. Yeah, you have to roast the. You and I know you you can get chestnuts at the market, but roast the chestnuts. Of course, you do that little um scoring on the top of the chestnuts, and then you uh put them in the oven and you roast them. And once they, because um, there's water in the chestnuts, and once they expand, then they'll that little uh X that you put on top of them to help the water release will open up, and you'll know they're done. And then you cool them, and they peel very easily. And I take them and I put them in the um, in the Vitamix because I use I have an attachment Vitamix that you can make actually make flowers from. I don't know if you do that or not.
1: Yeah, um, I do. It's one incredible. Thing I wanna,
0: yeah, it really is. I use it for soups. I use it to make flowers. I do everything. I make all kinds of flowers because I typically don't like the white flour as much, um, but I yeah, will use neither. the white flower if it's unprocessed. I try to get it in its most purest form form. So white flour looks almost like gray or brown, you know, light brown because it's not and you know what I'm talking about. It's not um yes. that refined white flour, the bleached uh white flour. But um the one thing I do wanna mention when you're doing the chestnuts, it has like a very thin uh you know how peanuts have that you know, when you roast them and it has this little covering underneath yeah. the shell that's on the peanut. Mm-hmm. Make sure you um Take that off because that is bitter, just like the the peanut. But it comes off fairly oh, okay. easy, easily once you roast them. Yeah, you don't want to grind that up. That's the point I wanted to make.
1: Oh, that is so nice. Well, you know, you had mentioned uh the sun and I just want to give a shout out to our sponsor. I don't know if you know this, but uh, reefs are disappearing twice as fast as rainforests and chemical sunscreens are a big culprit because endocrine disruption wow. in corals, just like they do in people. Yeah, it's really, really crazy. Mm-hmm. So we are so excited here on Naturally Savvy to have fantastic sponsors of products that we use, we believe in, and that are good for you and the environment. So this month it is Goddess Garden. Garden. They have wonderful mineral sunscreens that are reef safe. Again, Goddess Garden. So you want to check them out if you go to Goddess Garden. Oh, gosh, I will immediately.
0: Yeah. yeah. Oh, good. And it's goddessgarden.com.
1: Yes. And they also have a new SPF 50 formula for the whole family. So I was going to say, when you're out there gardening, wear your hat and put on some sunscreen. It is so important. Now, Bonnie, we just have a few minutes left. Share uh, like one or two recipes. You don't have to give all the ingredients, but just I'd love to know what, what, like, do you look forward to something special in the summer that you like to make for you and your family?
0: I do. And I will say that I don't live in the region of the country where I can grow my own uh, mangoes. However, mm. I have wonderful family in Florida, and every year I get mm. a case of mangoes that I then make mango chutney, um, that you can actually can it. And, and that is, oh, it's so wonderful, especially if you're eating things like grilled chicken or fish. Uh, it's just a nice little condiment to have, uh, to serve on the side. And the, the mango chutney, I put, um, um, green onion, at the top. Um Ooh, I love a green little onion. bit of garlic, Uh cilantro. This is terrible. I'm trying to remember everything I put in it. Um, You know what? It's in my cookbook.
1: <laughs> okay. Recipe. Well, see, there you go. Farm girl in the <laughs> city of food of and love.
0: <laughs> yeah, that but I do a really mango chutney. Uh, the other thing that I love, and this is going to sound to some people who've never tried it, but once you do it, you're going to be just and love. Um, I love a tomato sandwich. Ooh, and, you know, good. I'll tell you years ago, a gentleman by the name of Ken Lundy, he is the um, uh, for the uh, Radio City Rockettes. He's the music mm-hmm. composer, person who does all of the music and the scoring for the music for the shows that they put on. And I met him and I went to his house. He lives in New York City. And I went to his apartment and for lunch after we met one day and he made a tomato sandwich it's like oh my god i love you nobody knows <laughs> up here meaning in new york the sure. joy of a tomato sandwich and it's simply so one of the things i look forward to are my heirloom tomatoes because they all, they're almost sweet, a natural sweetness to it. So I take really good whole grain bread. And you want the ones where the the bread that has almost like the little, you can almost see the grains, um, right. but I take a whole grain bread and uh, sliced tomatoes. You want the good, fresh from there. If you go to the farmer's market, you want to get them fresh and very ripe. Um, a little bit of, and here we go. I love uh, Duke's mayonnaise, a little bit of Duke's mayonnaise. Uh, salt and pepper, and if you like garlic, you can you know put a little bit of uh, granulated garlic uh, to you know to uh, raise the level of um, uh, flavor in the in the uh, sandwich. And then on the side, you need a really good kosher dill pickle. <laughs> Ooh, <that sounds laughs> and you delicious. are absolutely in heaven. Um, and on the same note as uh, of tomatoes, the next thing I, I love are my fried green tomatoes. You're from the South. you got to have fried green tomatoes. And I do have a wonderful recipe, again, in my cookbook that you can also try.
1: Mm. I still need to try those. I've never had fried green tomatoes. You know, Bonnie, it's funny. I usually joke around with guests that I, you know, really bond with. I'm like, oh, I want you to come move next door. But in this case, I want to come move next door to you because I want to share in your garden.
0: <laughs> oh, <laughs> Suddenly my you God. See me, oh, there's Lisa you Davis. Know, I just moved you, in. <laughs> <laughs> anytime you're in this area, let me know. And you can come and sit on my porch or in uh, one of the many areas that I have in my garden that I, I move around my, my property a lot, depending on what kind of mood I'm in. So you can oh, literally go lovely. and sit. And get a, have a different experience depending on which part of the property you're on.
1: Oh, great. And I'll want one of those tomato sandwiches. Bonnie, you're so wonderful. Tell us all the ways we can find you and your fabulous book, Farm Girl in the City of Food and Love.
0: Um, one quick thing. I want to let people know also oh, sure. I just launched my urban um, garden design business. Um, oh, and I have a couple of clients and more who are trying to get me to come on. But yeah, I've been kind of giving this away for years and I officially launched it. So if anyone wants to get in touch with me for design work, uh, you can certainly uh, reach out to me. And I'd love to talk to you and I will travel depending on where it is. But that's something that's very new. I wanted to mention, uh, but you can oh, find I'm me cruel. at Bonnie uh, McDaniel, com. And if you're on Twitter, you can go to at Bonnie McGood, Twitter and Instagram. Facebook is the same as my website, Bonnie McDaniel Good Living. And you can find me in all those places. And I'd love to hear from you and any feedback. And if uh, you go to my website, you can also find my Hill Home Store. And there are many gardening products there that we're going to be expanding that. And you can go up and take a look. And I, again, I'd love to connect with you.
1: Oh, you are so great, Bonnie. I'm so excited for your business. Next time you come back, you're going to have to tell us all about that. I want to thank you again. And yes, and Andrea is going to be bum because she's missed you the last two times. So next time you're on, we'll make sure she's here.
0: <laughs> well, you and, know what? I'm just a phone call away. So if we both are able to fit it in. I would love to come back and talk more.
1: Oh, fantastic. I want to thank Bonnie. I want to thank everybody at Radio MD. You can check us out at your Radio MD at Health Media Gal 1, just the number one, not O-N-E, at Andrea Donsky at Naturally Savvy. And thank you to Goddess Garden. Check them out. Be good to yourself. Be good to the reefs. Thanks for listening and stay well.